Welcome to Ego Radio. We sit down with brilliant artists in fashion, film, and music. Our mission is to help you get in the minds of creatives and entrepreneurs who are breaking ground. It's easy to make a hit, but it's hard to build a career. How do you stay fresh and curious with your artwork and life? That's what we're here to find out. And this week, you will be tuning into a conversation with Ethan Nugent, founder of Love People Hate Society, a brand that has been producing original garments, fashion films, and live experiences through events and runways. In this episode, we get into how a love of photography grew into a multidisciplinary practice that has allowed him to bring people together at multiple levels to create stunning fashion, films, and events that ultimately really ended up building a community for artists here in Toronto. Ethan's been a good friend of mine ever since I moved downtown about a year ago, and it's been nothing but amazing watching him build on his vision of LPHS and I actually <laughs> I always I always jokingly call him Steve Jobs just because I think his biggest skill set isn't fashion it's not it's not film or photography I think it's his ability to bring people together to work on one unified vision whether that's through uh, the videos that he's created or through uh, the events and fashion collections that he's that he's created as well so that being said, uh, my name my name is also Ethan. I'm a filmmaker based out of Toronto, and uh, your host for this episode. Real excited. Let's uh, let's get into it. Right, let's let's get into the origin story of LPHS. The origin story? Yeah. Shit. I was in high school. Um, I was in grade 12, picking all my like courses and shit. Or not courses, like, but like applying to like the different programs for like university, and then I was like really like I I realized like like I was doing a lot of research too, like I was really trying to make it work. Cause my mom was really like for like not forcing me, but like really. You're like you were like really trying to find a program. Yeah, I was really trying to find something that I'd be happy with. Like, yeah. And then like really do the actual like go do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I found like every program I looked into like the course pro- like the course program like the course. Uh, the, the syllabus. The syllabus of each program was like, there would be like one element that I liked, and then four other things that were just shit. And I was like, well, why? And like, that was like, I found that I was like, the best case was like, like three things that I liked, and then the rest was bad. But then semester two would be like, everything's shit. So I was like, shit, I, I, I gotta figure out something to do. So I guess, uh, I, I, my mom gave me this article that, um, like she left it on my bed, and I, I got home one day after school, and it was just there. It's like this, like sixteen-page article that she printed out for me. Jesus, like read it. <laughs> um, but basically, it was just that it was called like "Fuck Finding Your Passion," and it was basically like this blogger who um, who has a blog, and people write to him, and he answers their questions and shit. Basically, he's like he was just touching on the fact that a bunch of people ask him like, "How do I find my passion?" And he's like, and, and he basically like, in summary, he's like, I don't know. Like, why are you asking me? I don't know you. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to tell you what you like to do? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, he basically put it like, uh, you're up 16 hours of the day. What are you doing? Like, what are you consuming? What are you, like, what are you thinking about? So that for, for me, that was like, that was fashion at the time. Like, I, I would always like be on Instagram, like, yeah, like, those fashion accounts and shit. And like, um, I was always like online shopping. 
like not even paying for anything, but just like browsing and looking at clothes. So like I just kind of want to flip the switch of being like, from being the consumer to like the producer of that. So I started off slow with like, you know, like a 50 run t-shirt that I sold at my high school or around Mississauga. I would drive around and deliver to people and shit. And I did that in my basement with my mom and my sister. Like they all helped me like press these like shirts and like sew tags on and shit. <laughs> and that was good and I sold out of that. And that, like, so the first first drop was a was a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like three different colorways and shit. You know, I thought that was pretty sick at the time. Um. Yeah. But I before know. I want to go back to before you even made the first shirt, right? Coming up with a name. What was like? Talk about that a little bit. Oh. Um. Yeah. So at the, at the time I was working at Cineplex. Yeah. Um. And I was on door, which is basically the guy who rips tickets. Got you. Got you. Um. And it was super dead. Like, I want to say it was like a fucking like Monday or Wednesday night. Like, no one is walking through. And I have this paper in front of me. I just like it was a schedule of all the movies. I flipped that around. I was just sketching shit out. I was just bored. So I was like writing a bunch of things. And I knew I kind of wanted to touch base on like the concept of how I like. I, I want to spread positivity, but still shed light on like the. I don't want to say injustices, but like, but the negative things about like society and how I felt like I was being pressured to go to school. That was the main thing for me, being pressured to go to school. So like, I, I don't know, I wrote a bunch of different things and I came out with like, love people in society and that, that night actually, like, that I tried looking for a name. Damn. Yeah, and I, I yeah. like, oh, I love people in society and I started writing LPHS, like the acronyms. I was like, oh, this, this works, like it kind of flows. Yeah, yeah. So I started like sketching up logos, logos came like, a week or two later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the philosophy of how you were kind of like your your view of life at the time. It was like you, yeah. you loved the people that were around you and that you were choosing to be around, but you hated the role that you were that you felt like you were being forced to, yeah. to play by yeah. like going to university, going to a program you didn't really fuck with, like all that stuff. That was eloquently said, yeah. Sure. It's pretty much that. And I think that philosophy still sticks. Yeah. Like to, to like I feel like that is something that I can say for my entire life and still believe. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like um I know you say you want to wait, but like I don't know, as I'm as I've progressed forward in this like, you know, this kind of business or career or whatever. Yeah. This path, I've realized like I'm more interested in a lot a lot of other things. Gotcha. Not just fashion. Yeah, yeah. So like I wanna that's like the core of the brand, but like I find myself like deviating and like oh, I'm really interested in like like video. You know, after working with you and Rayo on videos and shit, I was like, damn, like, videos is cool. I was just scared to, like, embark on that. You know, it's always the first step. Like, I made little videos and shit here and there. Like, with my shitty cameras and, like, on so I uh, used Sony Vegas to edit. Yeah, yeah. That's like, some, like, back in the day shit. Yeah, yeah, I used to, like, edit all my, like, Minecraft videos on that shit. Like, I yeah. used to, like, make it. I had a Minecraft YouTube channel. Like, it was, <laughs> It's popping off. Shit. So you could have had a whole different life. Yeah, could yeah. Could have been a YouTube Minecraft star. Shit, that would be nice. I actually Honestly, still watch Minecraft videos. <laughs> Do you? I watched one last night. That's I watched one this morning. Jokes. I like I still enjoy my, like, watching Minecraft videos. Like there's something soothing about it. Yeah, I like, feel like the guy playing it, Minecraft it, it, and talking. It's nice in the sense of like your like childhood. Looking back. No, nah, like family. Minecraft is intricate. 
Like, it is. If you it build is. like redstone devices, like you know, like, oh, you facts. actually use yeah, like the yeah, cable, yeah. like yeah. the me the mechanics of the game are actually yeah. like, they get pretty intricate. They do. They like do. once you get into it, it's not just like blocks, yeah. like creative mode. Like yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. I can do that. But like this guy like actually problem solves, and like I like to I like to kind of see how it's kind of like the the redstone. It's kind of like uh, programming. Almost. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually it's it's sick. Yeah, it's pretty fire. It's pretty. Yeah, fire. I usually watch like my redstone guys. Yeah, I had oh okay okay now I see what, I watched, where you were interested. I watched I watched Ethos. Got you. Oh yeah, shit. Okay, okay. I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, of course. Yo, he's still making Let's Play videos. Like, Damn. He's up, he's up to like 500 now. Holy shit. I watched him like episode like 190. I started around like the 100 area. Like this is back in grade eight. I was yeah, like, this yeah. Is amazing. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. And then like I stopped watching for a couple years, and then like this year, like I want to say like March, like it got popped on my recommended. And ever since March, I've been like constantly checking You're back, back at on it. his account. You're back at like, it. Like I always like bi-weekly, I'll go back on his account like, oh, do you post a new video? <laughs> like only for that one series though. Yeah. Like, he posts yeah, other yeah. series I don't even give a fuck about. So what is it, just like a survival? It's just his vanilla Minecraft server. Just Shit. straight vanilla Minecraft. Fire. Fire. Yeah, we used to build like mansions and shit and like hold like establishments and like Dude, I had a whole server with back my, in the day. My boys. Like we had a server. Yeah, like, we, yeah. I was trying to mimic Ether. Like I had a whole Let's Play series <laughs> too, bro. Jesus. Yeah. You went deep into that. So when did you when when did your creative journey begin then? When did you start like I feel fuck, like like because like, you went from like photography to fashion to or I guess it was always fashion, right? It was fashion and photography. Uh, hmm. No, it was actually photography first. Okay. So, I would say photography started when I was with my friend, I, my best friend at the time. I used to, the guy who I made the Minecraft channel with. Okay. He got super into cameras. And like we started going like rooftoping and shit. This is like grade, I want to say grade nine, grade 10. I was like, yo, this is sick. So we started taking photos on like, I had like a OnePlus at the time. Like I was super into my tech and my gear. Yeah, yeah. So I had a yeah. OnePlus 2 and I was like, yeah, I'm taking some crisp photos. Gotcha, but then I realized gotcha. like, yo, I need a camera. Yeah, I need yeah. to take some fire rooftop photos. <laughs> so I got like- I a, remember that whole wave. Jesus it was man. crazy, yeah. yeah. So I got a Sony A6000, and, which is funny because you have a 65 now. Great but camera. Good, solid, solid camera at the time. I had like a 18 to 105 G lens. Like it was elite. I spent racks on that. I just used all my Cineplex money. And yeah, so I started shooting on that. And then, so Storm was more of like a technical shooter. Like I would say like he loved the technical aspect of shooting, like the yeah, camera. Yeah. And, and Getting the perfect exposure, all that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like I was more of like the framing guy. Got you. Like I, I just, I started like really enjoying the flow of photos. And I feel like what I've learned from photography is very, very interchangeable into like different mediums of art. So that's why like I feel like when I'm learning new like art forms, and I, which, which I'm trying to expand on as well, like I'm trying to just learn a bunch of different things. Um, it helps. Because once you break down something to its core and like you understand the basis of how to, how to uh, maneuver around that art form, I feel like it's pretty similar for every, it's different, but it's similar. It has, it has the same sort of path and like flow. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you watch Hunter x Hunter? No, no, I don't. Yeah, it's crazy. No. So like, um, and I don't want to spoil anything, but like, there's like one of the arcs. Like, there's a king. He's like the most OP character. Okay. He's born OP. 
<laughs> like he's literally just born fucking powerful, fam. So he's a god. He's basically a god. Yeah. And he's like, he's learning how to play like these different board games. And the way he explains is actually very eloquent. And like, it made me think about like how I actually thought about like art. Cause like he mastered chess and he mastered Chinese checkers, just whatever board games. And he's like, yeah, these are all so easy. Like once you understand the, like the energy and like the flow of the game, of the concept, it's all interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. That like I don't know if that's making sense. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. I think I think it's like I feel like that's why I was able to jump into video and understand and, it, yeah. the, the way I do. Got you, got you. Because like oh like yeah. there's still flow. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's with the framing, but that's also with the pacing. That's also with like just the way I like I view things now. And then even if like I were to like I don't know, I think I definitely want to like for like um, for clothing. It's the flow of the garment now too. Like how how do my eyes view mm. this? Like obje- yeah, objectively, yeah. when I close my eyes and I open it and see this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. How do my eyes like react? I know exactly what to you're the talking colors. About, yeah. How does it react to the lines? Yeah. How does it react to like? And it's all it, I bring it all back to like just natural human how perception. I think that's like my first step in like creating shit. I don't, yeah. Yeah. No, that's said a lot of interesting things here. I think um. A principle that gets like lost, uh, I think, really often is that it's it's the foundation, right? Like the foundation for you is those those visual cues, right? Like what are what are the and that that's what you picked up with photography. Fuck you, right? Right, and then that that got translated over to uh, video to fashion, right? Oh yeah, I guess it was like at first it was like graphic design because I was making like screen printing shirts. Oh yeah, true, true, true. So like it was that. Next. And then that went into... Then that went to, like, okay, I got to learn how yeah. to actually sew now. Like, everyone's just printing shit. Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. easy. Like, I could do that. I got to learn, like, I need, how do I level up to the next level of, like, actually owning this lane of, like, I make clothes. Yeah. I got to learn how to sew. Like, yeah. That's, that just makes logical sense to me. Yeah. So now it's that. Like, that's, like, the hurdle I'm facing right now. And that's something that, like, honestly, I feel like takes a while. Like, all the designers I see are, like, 40 fam. Yeah. Like, that takes, like, years to, like, master master how to, like, sew and, like, understand how to, like, pattern draft. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. how to take a two-dimensional shape and turn that into a three-dimensional garment. What's your what's your journey learning sewing being like? Because, like, I know how... So, Jasper, uh, Jacques Ellis. Jacques Ellis on Instagram. Yeah, shout out Jasper. Shout out Jasper. He's, uh... He helps you out with the, the collection, Yeah, too, shout out right? Joe, too. Yeah, um, Joe, Joe and Jasper. Um, but I'm seeing Jasper and Joe, too, uh, in school, uh, going to Toronto Film School for fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And it's super intricate. Like, it's ridiculously, it's very meticulous. Like, making clothes from scratch is ridiculously uh, meticulous, difficult, and hard. Like, you have to, it, it's very detail-oriented. Yeah. How, how have you found that? But they're in school for it, right? You're figuring it out on your own. How have you found that process? It's so, definitely more difficult. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm approaching things in a more unorthodox way, which I don't mind. I th- like, I actually just had this realization a couple days ago. Like, yeah, this probably isn't the most technical way to do it, uh, but it allows me to be creative in the way I figure out my problems. Yeah. Problem solving, I mean. Yeah, not yeah. Like, like, I mean, it's a, it's a, that's just another avenue of being creative, problem solving. Yeah. So, like... Um, I think that's cool. I think learning that in school, though, is definitely just beneficial to learn the technical aspect. Oh, yeah, aspects. yeah, 100%, 100%. Do you watch the JPEG Mafia series? Um, like, so-and-so is disappointed? 
No, no, I have it. So I didn't know you put out. Yo, series. so basically, like he basically he got a bunch of artists to react to his like new album. Oh shit! Okay, okay, James, I saw. I got saw James those... Blake on one of them. No way. And they were just like talking. It was so cute. They were just fanboying each other. Duh. But he, I watched the recent one with Slow Tie. Yeah. And they were talking about music theory. And they were talking about like how like. JPEG Mafia was saying, oh, some people who know how to play an instrument get so caught up in the fact they know how to play an instrument, but I know 10 people who don't know how to play an instrument that can make better music. And I also know like 10 other guys who know how to play the guitar like perfectly, but can't actually make a good song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so like that, that, then they started talking about music theory and how a lot of people who know music theory don't necessarily make good music because they're so boxed in and confined into like, oh, m- music has to sound like this. So I'm just comparing that to- I'm just curious, what was James Blake's, uh, was that, oh, that was with Slow Tie, not with- um, Yeah, that was with Slow yeah, Tie. Yeah, okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, I was just, I was writing I, that back to like, like making, going to school yeah, for, yeah. for something and like going Got and approaching yeah, things yeah, in yeah. an unorthodox way. Yeah. So I don't think like, but the thing is, the foundation. So that's what they said next. So like, Jacob Moff was like, I think if I learn music theory now, it would just help me, because he's gone on an unorthodox way for so long that he understands that what his creative vision is, that music theory will only help him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like even Tyler uh, making like staying with music. I, I I see the comparison you're drawing. But staying with music, I think uh, even Tyler followed a very similar path where his. Stuff was very like uh, grungy, and then as soon as he could, as soon as he had the resources, you know, he literally brought out a whole orchestra, and yeah. you, you know what I mean for yeah. for Cherry Bomb, and it's like I could see uh, your career kind of taking a, a similar path as you get more and more resources. You know, like right now, mm-hmm. uh, you're JPEG Mafia making Veteran, right? His first album. That wasn't uh, his first album. That wasn't his first album. I think that was like, yo, he's been making music. I has he really? I've been. I was, I was going through his discography the other day. Yeah. He has like 2014 shit, man. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I gotta check that out. But you're you're in the early stages I'm right now, the, and, yeah. I, and you're and you're figuring out what your what your style is. Yeah. Right, and I think that as long as you your the taste is there, and you're striving for that level of quality, this this is something that I think like. Uh, is true for like all art forms again, right? Like, it doesn't matter whether you shoot film or you shoot digital or you edit in like whatever, all that matters is the end product, mm-hmm. right? Damn, like, that's exactly what they said. Right. They said it doesn't matter if you can play the guitar, it doesn't matter if you understand the, how to play a piano perfectly. It's like, yeah. What does yeah. your end product sound like? Yeah. Does it sound like shit? Yeah. If it sounds like shit, then okay, good job. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, people get caught up in, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a film photographer. I shoot on, like, you know, like, it's it's sick. If you're shooting on film and, like, that's what allows you to achieve the end product that you want, great. But I think the thing that allows great artists to be great uh, is not, like, it's that lack of restriction. And that's why it's so uh, wonderful to hear you talking about how... Uh, your interests are going beyond fashion, right? Your interests are in video, uh, hosting events, creating like live experiences for people. That was actually the big thing, like the, right? the in-person experience stuff. Yeah, like, I definitely want to like have um, like I wanted to really get like a space in the AGO. Shit, like, that's okay. Like, like not like yeah. that's like a five-year goal thing. Yeah, yeah. But like really create an experience. Or even like Nuit Blanche doing something like that. Like yeah, like that incredible. something like that'd be crazy. Yeah. Like people like get to go out and like 
have a motive, hang out with their friends or whatever, but like yeah. they go experience and they're just like, wow. Yeah. That, that's that's like kind of where I want to take things. True, true, yeah. Honestly, I think like the more I think about why I'm doing what I'm doing, the more I realize that it's just to elicit certain emotions within people, right? Going back to even what we were saying earlier, right? Talking about like, what's the end product? If you want to look even more at an even like bigger meta scale, like mm-hmm. looking at mediums within mediums, right? Like film and digital within photography, uh, uh, taking a formal training path versus figuring it out on your own with uh, fashion, right? Uh, what, what does the end product look like? What emotions are you creating within the people who look at your, uh, f- like, who look at your work, right? Mm-hmm. Going meta, one step above that, art period, what emotions are you creating when someone experiences what you've made? And that's when I think uh, you start to break boundaries, right? Uh, and I think that's, that's kind of what you've been doing, you're, like, so far like, with everything you've been doing, right? You're just like, I want to create this emotion been, within the audience. breaking boundaries? Breaking back, like for your own art, like for like what you're capable of. I'm not talking about like in the scale of like the world, like like yeah, some Kanye yeah. level shit. I'm talking about breaking your own boundaries, like being able to create in more and more mediums, mm-hmm. because you're not thinking, oh, I'm a photographer. This is what I do. You're thinking, Yo, I make shit. This is this is what I want people funny. to experience. It's really hard for me to explain people when they ask me what do I do, because mm-hmm. I feel like I like I think saying one thing would be downplaying yeah. what I actually yeah. do. Cause I feel like I have such a big touch in like every single aspect of like, I guess like for, like the big thing is with the events. I yeah. feel like I have such a like I touch everything. Like I yeah. make sure it goes through my, my yeah. Eyes, my like ears. really, if you, if you break it down, uh, you direct like video direct a little bit. You uh, I, I guess you could say creative direction, but even yeah, then you, that, yeah, but even yeah. then that downplays. Everyone's a fucking creative director <laughs> nowadays. Everyone's trying to yeah, facts, be some facts. like oh I creative directed this. Yeah, they told someone to stand in front of a wall. Yeah. Creative direction by me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. If yeah, get, I mean, like... If, I, I, damn, I, I, if someone listens to that and gets offended, <laughs> that means that you do that, so don't. No, Stop like, don't doing do that. that. <laughs> Stop doing that. Stop, t- tell them to pose up in front of the wall at least. Like, come on. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I, I think, um... Being... Be, ha- having that ability to focus on the bigger picture and not get too caught up in in that, right? In the fact that you are a photographer or you are in fashion or you are in music and more so thinking like I'm in art and I'm trying to, or not even I'm in art, I'm trying to create, uh, I'm trying to create these emotions. Yeah, I think it goes one and step further than that. Yeah, okay. I think right. you can even draw it back one more. It's like, okay. I'm, a, I'm a person. Oh shit. Like you, you gotta kind of like, I feel like in running the events for like seven, like okay, in seven months I threw three events. Yeah, right? yeah. That was good. Like I, I, I was very proud of that. Yeah. But I lost sight of like who I, like I was. Dude. Like I, I, I got yeah, so yeah. caught up in like making, making shit. Yeah. Like making things yeah. that I, I stopped taking care of myself. Yeah. Like I haven't worked out all year. Yeah. Like I haven't just haven't taken care of my body. I've been eating like shit. I, I've been like just, you know, smoking, and, like jeweling, whatever. It's like, I don't know, like people keep asking like, oh, when, what's the next event? I don't know. Like whenever I get my shit together. Yeah. 
kind of thing. Like, yeah. I'm trying to really take a step back, secure myself financially, secure myself, like, mentally and health-related. Yeah. And then once I don't have those stresses to worry about, all my creative stresses, like, the stresses I actually put onto myself, they're just the creative stresses. You'll be able to carry it's that. It's not really. like, oh, I need to stress about being creative and, like, figuring out how I'm going to run this event yeah. and also figure out how to pay for my phone bill, pay for my Wi-Fi, <laughs> pay for my, my rent. Yeah, You know, yeah. Like, it's just, why juggle both? Yeah. Take care of one first. Exactly. And, yeah. and the more you care about, like, the things that you do on a day-to-day, when you actually go and sit down to make art or, like, you're like, all right, it's my creative time, it's my time to, like, sit down and do something, you put more love into that, too, and that comes across. Yeah. I think. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're 100% right, and that's... So I feel like this whole being an artist thing is more yeah. like a lifestyle. It is. I was before. just about to say that. We're I was. About this before. You took the words out of my mouth. That choker quote. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lifestyle, not a habit. It's a lifestyle, not a habit. That's that's huge because when it's a lifestyle, it's just it's who you are. You you embody it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this quote I saw earlier today, and it's don't um don't preach your philosophy, embody it. And that's really what it comes down to. It's like, how are you? How do you want to live your life, mm-hmm. right? If that's really just not even at that point, it's not even what. How do you want to live your life? It's the life you are living is creating the um, creating what you want because that is who you fundamentally are. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why like artists like ASAP Rocky uh, uh, have the presence that they do, right? Like ASAP Rocky is jiggy. Like he's like he's like comfortable in his own skin he's like like free he's you know like yeah no I, I, I definitely if you've ever heard him talk ever heard an interview with him like 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 you you know what I'm talking about if you've ever heard him talk right you he has that he has that energy he has that presence to him mm-hmm. it's because he embodies like he's not preaching he's living he's living what he like believes in yeah no definitely I I, I definitely saw him as like I, I wouldn't I like at this point in where I am now and where he's at now, I don't really see him as a... I definitely respect him, but I used to idolize him a lot. Mm. Now I just see him like... I see him more as like competition now. <laughs> yeah. Like not in a yeah. sense where like I'm on the same level as him, Yeah. but like I want my art to compete with the, yeah. with the art he's putting out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I feel like in a year time, I, I think I can be on the Get same through. level of like of like uh, quality. Yeah. Um, but I still took a lot of things from his philosophy, from like his, the way his way of living, like you said. Like I, I watched that, um, I used to watch that Oxford yeah. thing, like yeah. over and over. Yeah. It was fucked. Like I just loved the way he speaked and I mean spoke and like the way he carried himself and yeah. the way like he, he was open about topics. But also certain about himself in certain other things, you yeah. know what I mean. So like, yeah. that was definitely something like I want to uh, learn. Like his is that his cadence a word? His like demeanor, his like demeanor. who, like how he carried himself, who, because that's like that's huge, right? Like you're, and this is something I think you're really good at. It's getting other people to believe in your vision, right? Because yeah, you called me Steve Jobs. I did call you Steve Jobs. <laughs> You have, you do have a little bit of a, Steve Jobs had this thing that people will talk about called the reality distortion field, yeah. where his vision was so strong that even if it made absolutely no sense, um, people would, he'd convince it. you to do it. He'd be like, wh- like, whatever it is, you know? Like, yeah. And I think like, 
the scale of the events that you've brought together, the amount of like uh, creative collaborators you've brought together to make shit happen, like, and the amount of effort you've got other people to put in uh, towards your vision, you know, uh, and do it from a place where it's like, yeah, this is like, so like they're just as excited about it as you are. That yeah. is. I never really thought of it. Like that, that no, but that's what you've done, man. Like that's like. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do. And that's, that's what it takes to really build a brand, to build uh, a, a philosophy, a movement. A way, I, I, like, I think you know. it's like the same way that people will be on ego land is, you know, like if you're passionate about something, that, that love for it shines through. And why would people say no? Yeah. Like, like oh damn, this guy really loves this shit. Like, of course, I'll be a part of that. That's fine. Yeah. But if it's like, on like a sketchy like <laughs> oh like come at this time like this and like it's just weird you know like yeah. you know, some people hit you up and you're like yeah this doesn't seem like this doesn't seem right this doesn't seem right yeah I think that's like yeah I guess that's that, that's how I saw it anyways but yeah. I, I never really thought of it like the reality is no that's that's how I see it too and I think that when you have that genuine love for it that's when that's when it creates that's the when it creates that right yeah yeah mm. that's when like you really. You're like that. That yeah. Your love shines through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess I just we explained through. it in a different way. Yeah. I think we're talking. We're on the same wave though. Yeah. About what we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But yeah. So what's um, what like so, so okay so going going all the way back to uh, uh what where 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 were we at? You're getting into sewing now. Yeah. Post uh, post graphic tea era. Damn, you're good at keeping track of conversation, bro. Yo, it. I guess it's your job though. It's yeah. <laughs> it took me a while. It took me. A while. Damn, I was like, I don't remember <laughs> talking about this. But yeah, um, um, I made a decision in March of 2018 that I need to learn how to sew. Yeah. And then it took me to around. End of that summer, end of 2018 summer, to actually start making shit. Yeah, yeah. And then in January 2019, first show. And then March, second show, and then July, third show. Shit. So yeah. the shit happened pretty quick, and I'm still learning. So, like, but I really, like, like I said earlier, I want to take a step back. Like, yeah. This is cool, and like, I know I can do it if I really choose to, but I don't need to. Like, I know... You're thinking about the long term, not the short term. Yeah, like, I don't need to prove to anyone that I can keep pumping out events, like, boom, boom, like, why? Yeah. Let me get better. Yeah. Let me actually improve my skills. Yeah. Let me, like, own what I'm doing, and next time I have someone to show, like, damn, like, that was good. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I've definitely improved a lot yeah. since then, but, like, um, I feel like I could do more. Yeah. I feel like everyone feels like they could do more. I had a yeah. point, I forgot it. Yeah, um, I was talking. One thing that I did uh, want to get into that we went over briefly was just how you were talking about you got lost in it. Like, you got so obsessed with putting out the next event, uh, yeah. making the next collection, that you forgot about, you forgot that you're just a human and you, you got to take care of yourself first. Yeah. I, I've gone through that uh, so many times. And it's... Uh, it's rough. It's rough because it's really rough. Cause when you, you really realize, love like, something, you put all your attention into it, and when you put all your 
when you put 100% of your attention into something else... Sometimes you gotta love yourself. Yeah, so you gotta come back and be like, wait, I haven't ate in, like, a proper meal in, like, three days. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, shit. <laughs> right? And, then, and then it's like, it, just, it just becomes unsustainable. It, it really does. And I think the whole goal of, I guess, I can't speak on other artists, but for me, I want to be sustainable as an artist. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to do what I love and not have to tend to, like, anything else but that. And if I choose to take a break, I can. I'm yeah. still, like, financially yeah. secure. So, like, um, I forgot what I was watching and who said it, and I forgot all the context, but this one thing <laughs> really stuck with me. It was, like, there's some artists where their brand just follows them. I can't even tell you an example, but it's just the person it's, it itself is the art form. So, like, they'll collaborate with, like, a toilet company or whatever just because they like... <laughs> got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... No, I know, I, I can... And, like, you know how Tyler, the creator, just did a collab with Ice Cream, the ice cream company? No, I didn't know that. But he, he just did recently. Yeah, But yeah. it's kind of, like, that's the wave I'm trying to be on, where it's just, like, we talked about, a lifestyle thing. So anything I do in my life, I want to, like, that is, that is my brand. I really, like, talking about some, like, like, state of mind shit, right? Like, people, like, some, like, just, like, literally how you're feeling in this moment. I think when you can uh, design your life in a way where uh, you can be in your ideal, like, most optimal, most creative, most balanced, most loving state, Mm -hmm. that's when uh, you can put in the work, that's when it becomes sustainable. That's when it's a lifestyle, not a habit, because you're not like checking off a box like, okay, I did this today, habit yeah. checked, right? It's, it's just, just you're, doing you're it. you have your in a place where you're prospering enough to just this that is who you are, that is what you do. Yeah, and I think that's what like that's why people can put in the hours and hours of work, the the weeks and months of like just yeah. like like strenuous, repetitive work because. They're thriving. It's not coming from a place of like, okay, I'm grinding. You know, like there's this it's whole not, culture of like work hard, hard, grind, and it's like, yeah, work hard and grind, but do it from a place of like love. If you're sitting there and you're like, like it's gonna be painful, but it shouldn't be like you shouldn't just be feeling pain. You know? Jim Carrey talked about this. There's two paths to every decision you make: mm. love and fear, love or yeah. fear. Sorry. So, I think for a long time I was, uh, like I want to do what I want to do. So it came out of a place of love. But then it was like, oh, I'm, if I don't make it, my 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 mom and dad are gonna be like mad. Or if I if I'm not successful, I'm not making money. They're like, oh, why don't you just go to school? Why don't you just do that? They're like, so then I, it slowly started becoming, oh, I'm doing this out of fear, of like failure. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I I pushed because of that. But then I lost sight of like, wait, like I actually just love doing this. Like just let me. Like, I, I have to have faith in myself. Yeah. Where, like, if yeah. I continue doing what I love, the rewards will come later. Yeah. And it's, it's a slow game. And, like, it's not, you're not going to blow up overnight. Or I don't even think, I don't, I'm not even aiming to blow up yeah. uh, anymore. Like, I, I think I was. Like, like, oh, like, maybe this, this next event will make the brand pop off. This next thing will make me blow up. But then I can't handle, like, all that because I haven't built the foundation I didn't build the infrastructure to that so just say Drake where's my shit the next tomorrow I get a thousand orders I don't have a manufacturer to do that I, I, I can't 
I can't I can't supply all the demand. I gotta build the infrastructure of like, okay, I'm the only one sewing for the company. I'm the only one making the clothes. Like, how fast can I go? I gotta improve my skills to a point where like, if I need to, I can make like, you know, a piece a day. And then I can start hiring other people, obviously, when it gets further than that, but I'm really trying to build the infrastructure and like solidify myself yeah. as the core of the brand yeah. and make sure I can do everything. And yeah. once I can, I can hand it off to the quality that I know is, is possible. Yeah, yeah. Because if I don't know how to make videos, and I'm like, yo, make a video for me, they can give me a half-ass video and I wouldn't even know. Yeah. But now I know, you know, because I work alongside you and Rayul and like, I was like, okay, now I know what it takes to actually make a video. And like, for the last event, like I was pretty like hands-on, like I shot and edited I want to say like 50% of shit. Yeah. Like it definitely helped that we cut the task. Like, you know, we worked, like Rayla and I worked on it together. Shout out Rayla. Yeah, yeah. That's my housemate now. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Just gotta really build the infrastructure. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get I it. You're making sense. Essentially, like, yo, shout out to you, because I know you're tired as fuck, and you're, this is a great interview, so. It is? Yeah. Huh. Fucking phenomenal. Man. No, I'm actually glad we did it. Now and not right after the event. Yeah, right I think there's event, a lot like, more perspective. There's a lot more hindsight. Like, yeah. oh, okay, like I, I know where what, what went wrong. Yeah. Whereas, like, I knew something went wrong, but I, I just felt it. I didn't know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't have a chance to process it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you have. Although, like, thanks to everyone who came out, anyways. Like, like, it was still a good show. I think it was just a lot of the things that I did do wrong. Like and the responsibility side of things, like. And that just went, because, like, I didn't sleep for, like, three weeks leading up to the event. Like, I slept, like, a couple hours every night. We're, yeah. We shot all seven videos within the three weeks of the event. Shit. So, like, I wasn't caring for myself, yeah, 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 so how yeah, yeah, much yeah, to yeah. care for this whole last event, like, yeah. to the point where it's, like, to the T. Although, like, I still thought, like, certain elements were great, and, like, you know, I still hit the notes that I wanted to hit, but there's certain things that could have really just pushed it over to be like, wow. What do you think is gonna be the difference uh, between this most recent event and your next event in terms of organization coming up like oh. to the plate? Oh, it's gonna be ridiculous, bro. <laughs> like, I think it's gonna be like, okay, like this guy actually leveled up. Yeah. And I, yeah. I can't say that. No, I can say that for sure, man. Like yeah. just my, the, the way I'm thinking now, I'm not rushed and I'm not gonna be doing it because I feel like I need to throw an event for people. Yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I do it because I wanna throw an event for people. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And whoever decides to come can come. Yeah. If you don't wanna come, then that's okay. Like I get it, it costs money and. You're not thinking know. about it from a place of scarcity. You're thinking about it from a place of. Yeah, like I, I, just I love. I'm it's able not, to do not, this. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to be in a position where I get to make art. Yeah. Some people are out there struggling to like eat. I mean, I was, I still am, but like, at least I have a roof over my head. I have my parents who like, if any, God forbid anything happens, yeah, they they got my back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. there's some people who don't have parents, like, are literally alone in the world. Yeah, and I don't know. But yeah, I guess on the topic of like taking a step back and taking care of yourself is also like taking care of the relationships that I actually care about too. Um. Yeah, like, yo, honestly, Danny is, like, a huge person in my life that grounds me and, like, helped me realize certain things that matter. So, like, it's, I'm very grateful to have her in my life. Yeah, it's, 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 um... 
bounce like it just comes back to that foundation right like you yeah, can't you can't you can't build the thing is though in my head yeah i was like all right guys like just hypothetically talking to my friends yo guys yeah. i'm gonna go make it i'm gonna I'm I'm go there and, and you'll come with me later like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come back and get you yeah but it doesn't work like that like you gotta build uh, together yeah like you gotta go up together like yeah. it's not like it's not a race like i don't need to throw like three events in seven months. That's kind of ridiculous, bro. Like to me anyways, I feel like to the level I brought the events to. Yeah. Like it yeah. was kind of ridiculous. Like why did I need to do that? What was I proving <laughs> to who? No one even cares. The only person who cared was me. And like who got hurt from that? Like I did. So like I'm thinking like, you know, two events every year is pretty solid. Maybe, maybe three in 12 months. That's okay. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, because as I get better, how do you how do you think about the events now? Like when 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 you think about um, the experience that you want people to have, what what is that to you? Like what like what do you want people to feel when they walk away from? Is it different every event? No, every event's the same. I want them to leave and be like, "What the fuck was that? What did I just see?" Like I didn't know this could happen at an underground scale. Yeah. Because I still feel like LPHS is definitely underground. Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, we're still within that realm of, like, kids who can't afford shit. Yeah. And, like, that's the hardest part about having a clothing company. Like, my, my, I'm an underground company marketing to underground people. I have no money to make the clothes, and they have no money to buy the clothes. <laughs> So it's just like fuck. Like, what, are we, what, are we, what are we doing here? Your business model is kind of fucked from the get go. Yeah, it's like well, that's why it's not even a business model anymore. It's just like I realize like I just love doing this shit. Yeah. Like I don't really see myself making money on this realistically. Like I can go like you know drop some t-shirts here and there, whatever. But that well, that's like we talked about earlier. But like that's why I kind of want to like put that onto like the magazines and shit because that would be eyes who people who like oh actually have money. Like, oh, yeah, he's doing yeah. all this for the brand? Yeah. That's what the brand values are? Yeah. Oh, look at the t-shirts. So I, you're saying if, if you could, like, take what you're doing right now, right, keep going at an underground level, get it to the point where it's at a quality level, where mm-hmm. it could go not necessarily mainstream, but where it could have a target audience for people who are willing to spend uh, spend more money on, yeah. on, on uh, a wardrobe that they, that, that, they, that they identify with, right? Yeah. And so your whole strategy is kind of like, the way you're thinking right now, it's no longer like, what can I do with the next drop to monetize this? It's, what can I do to build the quality up over time? Definitely, it's always And then bring it to a, a wider audience. It's always about the quality first, and I feel like I've, growing up, I've always idolized certain artists. Yeah. So I've always looked up to artists, right? And like, that's obviously why like I'm pursuing this path of trying to be one myself. But I feel like LPHS is my language of communication to other artists. So people yeah. who don't know me, yeah. they see LPHS, they're like, okay, that's who this guy is. Yeah. That's his, like, that's my communication. So I guess we could talk about Rocky, right? Like, I, I want him to one day see the brand and be like, yo, who made this? This is fucking sick. You know what I mean? That's my language of communication without having to talk to him. So I want to be able to put myself in a position where I can work with the people I once idolized and just be on an even level of, like, Respect. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So like, I don't know. Childish game. A, a, a conversation like that's uh, interesting to me is the whole conversation about respect, because it, it's um, it's very it's a very practical thing at one level, and it's a very just like ego gratifying thing at another level. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, to me, it comes like 
what I've realized is that it comes down to being able to spend time with the people that you value most, right? Or that who, who you think you might value most, right? Realistically, if you're artistically thinking at, at the level of, or you feel like you're getting, you want to spend time surrounded by the greatest artists of our times. Yeah. Like I, I do too, right? Yeah. Anyone who's striving, anyone who really appreciates art would love to spend time around the people who are creating the art that they love. Yeah, we want to just, you know, be friends with them. Yeah, exactly. Great. So it's like, that's the, those are the people who you think are like with the shits who are so cool. It's kinda, yeah, I want to earn their respect. It's like, so like, let's, get, let's get to a place where I'm you in. understand that I, I really get where you're coming from. And I want them to hopefully understand you get where I'm coming from. that I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that like I'm yeah. really in this shit. Yeah. And like I'm really trying to like, I feel like art is like, art is so good because you can see the creativity not only through like the art, but the way about, the way you go about making the art. That makes sense. Yeah. So not yeah. just the final product, but like how that person got there. Yeah. And I think that really wasn't possible as much before, but it's super possible now. Bro, the internet is crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yo, like Childish Gambino, like his his album because the internet. This guy's a genius. Like absolute just, genius. Like the way I see it is like there's like the timeline, right? He is because of it. Like he is. He is, who he is he's because born of it. Because of it. Like yeah. okay, so like there's this timeline, right? It's flat. It's like just whatever. This is like human history. I feel like the internet is a bomb, and I feel like it rippled forward in time, right, affecting like the future. Yeah. So far ahead, where like societies now are trying to restructure around the fact that there's internet. Like what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. So I feel like. There's still a lot of countries, like every country is still trying to, you know, reform and reshape. And like there's obviously money involved and the old like politicians who like, you know, are trying to keep like certain things. But I think eventually because of shared access to information, like I want to say I'm very optimistic. I think the future is bright. So I think like, you know, eventually everyone will just know and like once there's access to that information, you can make more educated decisions. So I watched an interview with, uh, uh, do you know Lahf, L-A-H-F? So he basically just talks, a conversation with, and then it's just like dot, dot, dot. So he talked about like conversation with ex-convict. And he's like, yeah, like I'm a smart guy. Like I was in jail for like 10 years and like I was getting my lawyer shit up. Like I was reading a bunch about law. And I feel like a lot of people in, who don't have money or like are more in the, like the the lower half of the economical um, what was the word? Poor people. Yeah, poor. People. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. <laughs> like, I'm poor too, though. Yeah. But yeah, like they don't have as much access to information. Yeah, yeah. And that leads them to make decisions that they think is right, but aren't necessarily educated decisions. So it's also it's a cultural thing too, right? Like if you're in the, I think like you're trying, I think it was socioeconomic status, right? So something like that. That's kind of what you're going for, right? When you're in a lower socioeconomic status, it goes beyond the number that's in your bank account. It goes to like the people that are surrounding you, right? The neighborhood that you live in. The thing, the thing that's interesting about like the U.S., right? And I'm sure it's the same thing in Canada. I only know the, 
I've only heard about it for the U.S. though, but I'm sure it's it's the same across the world. Yeah, but the U.S. is such a modern country; it's the it's the leading country in the world, uh, and yet in certain parts of the U.S., your life expectancy can be like 50. Yeah, that's or even yeah, or even like lower, right? That's pretty fucked. From neighborhood to neighborhood, like you could in within one city, in one part of the city, your life expectancy could be 60, and in other part of the city, it could be 80. Yeah, right, crazy. and that that's like that comes down to a cultural thing, and then even coming back to like, like what do you really have the freedom to to pursue, right? We're we're really lucky; we have the freedom to pursue mm-hmm. like art and whatnot, and yeah. I, I don't know what point. Uh, wait, what point were you trying to get at? <laughs> um, once the internet goes yeah. widespread, got and you, it's got very you. like accepted. I mean, which it already is. Mm, you're saying once it gets more ingrained into the culture and people really understand how to use it to its full potential. Exactly. Then people will have, like, actually utilize the access to information. Yes, yes. And they they will be able to make more educated decisions. Yeah. So instead of... This is ideal, the most ideal world. But, like, instead of committing a crime because that's the only way to make money, learn how to make money in another way. Like, it's just, it's all there. Like, it, we're yeah, yeah. there. Like, where any question you have, you can Google it. Yeah. It's crazy. I think I learned everything on YouTube. Like, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. But that's because, uh, I feel like I've said that before. Definitely said that before. Yeah. It's so funny. I think I said that <laughs> on the Soho interview. Did you? Yeah, probably, probably. Shout out Soho. Shout out, yeah, shout out my, my old workplace, Soho, Soho Innovation Lab. What? Now Creative Group. What? No, I'm talking about Soho. Soho? Oh, you're Sahil. talking about your interview with... Um, Sunset Soho. Sunset Soho. Soho is sick with it. Yeah, that was a good interview. That was actually my introduction. Before I even know, met that's you, what I'm saying. I watched that. Because that's how you know about me. Yeah. That's how, like, Ray Wolf started following me. That's crazy, eh? That's how I... That's do. actually crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> fucking... That's insane. We talked about this. We talked yeah, about this. Yeah, yeah. Yo. Yeah, shout out Soho. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to like, so one of the biggest principles when I like started Ego, right? One of the main points that I wanted to hit on was uh, creative sustainability, mm-hmm. right? Just like, can you sustainably create high quality work? That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And you've gone through this experience with these last three events. Uh, and now you're looking at that process of creative sustainability, of really like, not just creative, like sustainability as an artist. Like sustainability, like financially? No, like I'm talking about like, fi- like that's a part of it, but I'm talking about like your ability to be creative, to, to keep making bangers, right? To hit to hit um, 10 every time. You I know? feel like that just called a practice. Practice and also like, you're, like what, what we were just talking about in terms of like being able to create a lifestyle that allows you to uh-huh. continue creating. Continue creating, right? So my question to you is, uh, how have you been crafting that lifestyle for yourself? Like what, not like specifically, okay, like what have you so, been doing? Okay, actually I'm glad you asked that but question because like, I was gonna say How have you been thinking? How have you been thinking uh, about what, you, what you're trying to do? Um, Okay, you, so right do, now, do you get what I'm asking? You, I think so. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm misinterpreting this, but like I said, I took a really big step back. So I'm not really thinking about a large-scale event where there's a whole like concept. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if the concepts are getting through at this point. Are they getting? Like, did you understand the last concept? I, last concept, what I got from it was elegance. 
So when we say concept, we're talking no, about the actual like, show. The show. Oh, the show itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like the that. Well, for that, me, I can't really say because oh, you, you were, explained the whole thing to me beforehand, yeah, yeah. right? Like we, See, it's really hard. I, I saw the, the whole process from all the people around me know because I tell them. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like I'm, I need their help. Yeah. So like, and I don't really want to ask people like, did you did you get it? Yeah. Like then that defeats the purpose of actually making something that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that. My next step is definitely to be able to uh, communicate my ideas in a more efficient and uh, cleaner way. Yeah. So like, if I do have an idea, I want to really simplify it to the point where I can get that across, and anyone who is there to experience it understands what is happening. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. that was the issue. Yeah. Um, number. To, to bring on your another point, other question. Um, like I said, I am taking a step back, so I'm not really thinking about big, large-scale concepts of like how I need to bring video to fashion, to runway experience, you know, all into one big package of like, you know, that flows. Again, all goes with the flow of like how I how I view things. So um, I'm not really doing that. I'm really just trying to work on my own personal wardrobe. That's what I'm doing right now. So yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking about right now. So like yeah. you said like, oh, what, where's your head at? Like for the process of creating. Yeah. Whatever I'm missing in my closet, that's what I'm gonna make next for myself. Yeah. And like I'm just going about that in a way so I can like get the the hours of sewing up and develop my skills and just to be like you know creative in a small scale way. It doesn't have to be like a huge concept or anything. Just yeah, yeah. Still being creative. Like I'm, I, I like to take like garments and deconstruct them and then turn them into something else just as is I, w I would like to say because of sustainability reasons and you know saving the f planet and environmental shit but honestly I'm just poor I can't afford fashion <laughs> so like I just find all that shit and I, I cut it up and I make new shit and hey you you happen to be doing that but like at but the same hey, time <laughs> hey honestly I'm, I, it's still good still it's positive. still good it's still and I do take it. pride in it now like I actually yeah, like, really yeah. enjoy like the fact that I can rework take, something bring life into something that yeah like remember like the shorts I made those shorts were fire those I was, shorts were I was really beautiful. happy with those shorts like yeah. I, I, my, so Waggy got the jacket at Valley Village. Yeah, Shout out yeah. to Waggy, one of my homies. He actually keeps me very grounded too. Uh, as he just slaps me if I need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so like he got me a jacket from Valley Village, and then I cut it up to shorts. And that's what I'm trying to do. I want to make a pair of pants next. I think that's a smart strategy because uh, you want to be making what you want to be seeing on yourself too, mm -hmm. right? Like that's as authentic as you can get to your own yeah, vision. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yo, honestly, a huge issue was everything I was making was being put in front of people to see. Mm, yeah, yeah, So yeah. I wasn't even making shit between the collections. It was just, all right, collection, here, here world, see this. And that... Like, I didn't realize how much pressure that kind of put on me. Yeah. Like, I almost, like, didn't yeah. want to create. Like, I was like, oh, I don't really want to fuck up. Cause yeah. Because everyone's going to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, this is kind of, like, I was very hesitant on starting projects because of it. But I feel like with the shorts, that was something I was e so easily made. Like, I just love the process of it. Cause I knew it was like, I don't give a fuck if it's a little messed up here, like I'm wearing it, I, I don't care. Like, they're shorts, it covers my ass, it covers my dick, <laughs> I'm blessed. That's about it. You know, but like, I, criteria. but that's the thing, like, I actually made it so clean because of yeah. the, like the pro, like I, I pressed all my seams. Like, I don't know if you know the terms, nah, but like, like when you sew something, you press yeah. the seam to make yeah. sure it's flat and you sew the edge. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that, like, there's a lot of extra steps that you can do. Yeah. Like, you did all yeah. of it. Yeah. Just out of like, 
love wanting, for the product. Yeah, out of yeah. love for wanting to do it. Like, yeah. you know, like, in my opinion, like, one of the cleanest things I've made. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's also, like, I've practiced throughout the collections, right? So, like, now I'm just getting better and better. Yeah, yeah. So, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's, like... Is that the, that touch base on your question? Kind of, a little bit. I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I get, I get what you're saying. That's what you're doing at the ground level to get yourself back up into... Uh, the creative headspace mm -hmm. at a larger scale. Yeah. But the way you get to the larger scale is by focusing on what's right in front of you. And you slowly build up. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, kind of more so what I was like getting at is like how do you how are you looking at your life now? Like in the sense of like the way that you like let me let me see if, if I have understanding of how you were looking at it before, right? Because I feel like I've been in a similar like place where it's mm -hmm. like before you were like, okay, um 19, I'm 20. Uh, I got this creative vision. I have this really strong vision for what I see this brand looking like, and I want to turn this into uh, something that can support me financially uh, and artistically. So you're aiming for something that's gonna help you blow up. Like you were saying, you were thinking like, all right, this next collection, this next drop, this next video, this is what's gonna help me blow up, right? Mm -hmm. So your attitude towards that was like, all right, going at it, uh, aiming for that uh, major success right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you thinking about uh, how how are you thinking about creativity and uh, your your work and like how you like live your life from day to day? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like to answer truthfully, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's a weird question like I'm still because... That's, that's something that like yeah. is on my mind pretty often and I'm, I'm still trying to tweak and refine and fine tune like my yeah. thought process. Yeah. I'm not, not thought process, but my mindset towards that. Yeah, yeah. So like I haven't found an answer that I'm fully happy with yet. Yeah. But I know the direction that I'm headed towards is, is in a way that can only benefit me. Like, you know, actually caring about myself. Like, actually making myself food when I wake up. Actually eating before I go to bed. Like, eating my meals of the day. Getting a part-time job just so, you know, I can pay for my phone bill. Pay for my wife. Like, all those little things that, like, seem, like, pretty, like, rudimentary. I feel like if I put care into that, like, I don't know, I can... Like I said. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so like, I don't really know exactly how I'm going yeah, to go about yeah, it. I don't yeah. have a very clear vision for the next 20 years of my life of like, all right, if I do this, I can sustain myself, this and that and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more about just like, I don't know, trying to appreciate the things that I am living through right now. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think I'm just going one through. thing that I always uh, kind of try to live by is the way you do one thing is the way that you tend to do everything, right? So these little uh, details of your life, when you do those with care, that reflects out all the way into the work that you do, right? The way that you keep your house, I think reflects the way that uh, you yeah, will, 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 keep, will, keep, will keep your work, right? The attention and detail that you put into your living space, that's the attention and detail. Damn, it's kind like, of messy stuff. You know, right? It's like... It's kind of messy. <laughs> <coughs> and Can like... Can me the Swedish berries? Yeah, I can. My throat's getting dry and I feel like that'll help. Boom. I hope this doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> we can do ASMR. <laughs> I'm good. I tried one, I didn't I didn't really fuck with it. 
Do my favorite snack as a kid. Yeah. Like candy. Shit. No. Yeah. No. I think. I think that's. I think that's. I think that's a position that we're. All. I don't think I have enough information to answer that question. It's mm. a pretty bulky question. Okay. Okay. And. Uh, that takes experience, like real life experience. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the, like the reason I'm asking, because like that's exactly, I feel like we're in very uh, similar positions in terms of our artistic growth, because we've both been doing it for like a minute. You know, we we've been at our craft for uh, a while in, t- in proportion to how old we are. You know, mm-hmm. we've been at it for a while, and we're coming to terms with the fact that you can't just uh, pump shit out like. You can't just pump shit out like that, mm-hmm. right? It's like there's there's more complexity to it, and figuring out that complexity that's that's gonna I, take time. Okay, honestly, I look at artists like who are a little older, but yeah. still making like crazy shit. So right now I'm looking at Blood Orange, yeah, like Deb Hines. Yeah, how old is he? I think he's in his like mid thirties. Shit, I want to say thirty two. Yeah, to above. Toro Imoa, who's like I want to say like mid thirties as well. And fuck, who else? Honestly, I can't even think of a name. But those two guys. Yeah, I mean, even Frank. Now he's hitting his thirties. Oh yeah, too. Frank. But like right. he, that he, he was young when he like. Yeah, true, true, true. When I discovered him. Yeah. Kind of thing. So like, I see him more. That's like almost why. Like, oh, I need to be Frank level now. <laughs> ah. Yeah. But like, I see like people like Blood Orange, where like this guy's just been doing it for a long time. He doesn't. He wasn't big. He just got big. I want to say, I want to say after Negro Swan. Yeah, like that's when I discovered him. So yeah. that's that. I don't know. There's probably definitely people who knew him before that, but that's when I discovered him. Like, damn. Like, if I could discover him at this age, but he was still able to get to that level, I can. I don't have to be the ASAP Rocky right now. I can be the ASAP Rocky when I'm like 40, and that kind of. I feel like. Once you're comfortable with the idea of um, of doing this and not being successful, or whatever your definition of success is, but and you're still doing it, that's when it's sustainable. Because now you're not aiming to, oh, I need to do this. Next year, I need to be big. It's, I'm just doing it. And I want to do it. And like you'll f- figure out a way to do it, and like you'll work a job and then do it, and then work another job and then do it, and hopefully that next project, you know, get some money, and then you can do it again, and like this and that, and do it. But you're just doing it, and like, this, yeah, I don't know. And if the, and I feel like the amount of care that you put into the art shines through. The love, like we said, the love shines through, and that truth will speak volumes. And if you're really about it and you really put the care into it, the people will listen. And like, you don't have to really worry about anything else. The people that matter will listen anyways. The people that truly care. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I think I, I get so caught up a lot of the time in... Um... Damn, Sam made you think. You made me think. You really just made me think. Because like, 
I get I get so caught up in in wanting to be successful quick. Like I've had it drilled into my head since I was a kid. Like yo, you need to be a success. You need to be like a millionaire by the time you're 25. Like those are the expectations that are on me, right? Yo, me too, bro. Yeah, and like you know, Asian households. That's that's how it is a lot of the time, right? Even even a lot of other households. Like not just. I wouldn't even say my parents put that on me. It's just like if I wasn't gonna go to school and be like you know secured i want to show them like oh my way yeah. my way is good too though like yeah. i can do this by this age yeah yeah but, like i don't know if i can do that and like sorry <laughs> yeah but i'm still yeah. gonna do it <laughs> but you're still it's not like you're not aiming to like like it's not like I'm, my goals aren't low or anything it's yeah just, you just like, know that it might take a little bit it longer it takes time yeah that's like because when you when you're Aiming for that success, it's it's almost like yes, you need to build a life for yourself that's like solid, where you can support uh, yourself financially and uh, potentially a family and whatnot, and like mm-hmm. you know all those things are important. Yeah, that's what kind of worries me. Yeah. What if I kid? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Casey Neistat did it, right? You know his story? Yeah, that guy grinds though. He grinds. He works like a motherfucker. That guy works like a dog, bro. Yeah. He actually works himself to a fucking pulp. Like, yeah. That's how I'm trying it. to. I respect that. Yeah. I, I fuck with that. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I feel like I do work like that. Yeah. When like it's crunch time. When it's crunch time, yeah. But when it's not crunch time. He works like that every day. Yeah. Bro. That shit's insane. That's a lot. Like I'm trying to. I'm trying I'm to. Try, I'm trying to have a more balanced way of doing that. I'm trying to work that much, but I realize that you, it's not a flip you switch. You can't just like wake up one day and be like, all right, I'm gonna work for eight hours focused straight every day, right? Like it, it takes time. Like you, you gotta build up to that. Well, you gotta train yourself. You gotta build, you gotta turn the habit into a lifestyle. That's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I start going to the gym. That's, that's good. I'm trying to not be a scrawny motherfucker. A skinny little Asian kid. Trying to be a D's little Asian kid. <laughs> Fuck, I really am. No, no, no. I just want to be. I just want to look not unhealthy. Like I'm starving. <laughs> like every time I see my grandma, she's concerned. She's, she's like, concerned. "Are you okay? She's like, are you like, eating?" Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Actually, are you eating?" Like you look skinny every time I see you. Yeah. I'm like, "Shit, like I'm not." <laughs> Feed me, please. Feed me. <laughs> I'm not eating. I'm so hungry. You don't understand. <laughs> come, 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 my child. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm trying to take care of myself, so I don't have to rely on, like, my grandma feeding me and shit. Yeah, yeah. You have to go, you have to go grandma. back to Saga every time you want to eat. Yeah, but yeah. shout out my grandma. Both my grandmas. Love them. Shit. So how does that, like, coming to terms with that, right? Like, that, like... I'm still figuring that out. Like, yeah. These are just things I'm projecting. Yeah. I wouldn't say, like, I even figured out. These are just well, thoughts you're having right now. These are just things that are on my mind right now that I haven't... Yeah. I'm still trying to develop a lifestyle for, which yeah. I haven't really... I guess habit to lifestyle. Yeah. I haven't really turned into lifestyle yet. Yeah. These are, like... Um, so, like, it's funny, because, like, in my video for Ego Land, I'm smoking. Yeah. And, like, I feel like the way you... When we first met, the way you saw me was just, oh, that guy who just smokes bear. <laughs> You were that guy who smoked bear. Yeah, I smoked like you. four blunts a day. Four blunts a day. <laughs> like, I was like, God damn. And I held it down. Like You I did really, hold it down. I really held it down. <laughs> and I, that was normal to me. I thought yeah. that was like, oh, everyone's doing this. Because yeah. everyone around me, I was like, yo, you want to smoke? Like, yeah. But I didn't realize. They're just saying, yeah, because I wanted to smoke. You know what? This is funny because... Uh, like, that was the part the, the, where you caught up. 
Yeah. Uh, that was me getting. That was me. Got like, you. Got you. Getting caught up in what you thought in the, the lifestyle was. and yeah. the, the whole thing of what I thought yeah. people like were like and yeah. like, you want to try to fit in and shit. Yeah. I I just recently had this epiphany, but like, not recently, but like uh. I moved around a lot. I don't know if you want a whole backstory. Yeah, give it to me. Kind of extra. Give it to me. I don't know if it's necessary. Give me your backstory. <laughs> give me your origin story. Fuck. Give me your whole, from the time you came out the womb to the... So I came flying, flying out the womb, bro. I was lubed up. This is dolphin dive straight out of that. Um, straight up. Nah, okay, so... I don't know, I moved around, moved around a lot growing up. So, like, I went to, like, two different elementary schools, three different high schools. No, three different elementary schools, two different high schools, but, like, I moved, like, three times because I just switched back and forth because I just wasn't happy. Like, I want to change. I want to change. Then my mom actually made me change the last time. But I feel like I've never really developed, like, a solid group of friends where I, like, I know they have my back. And I always feel like every time I moved, like I just lost the people, like they just didn't care enough. They're like, oh, like, they're still chilling without me. They don't need me. So I was like, so that, that would make me like push to do my own thing. Like, I don't know, whatever, like that's fine. Like I'll just do my own thing. So then I was very like, I think my, my parents did a good job instilling core values within me, but I would, go into situations like a new school and be like, oh, they're listening to this kind of music. Why am I not listening to this kind of music? I should be listening to this kind of music. And then I would change again, like, oh wait, they're not listening to that, they're listening to this. That's probably, that's what's good. That's, that's what kind of music is, you know? I run over like, oh, this, I need to listen to this. So for a long time, it was like that. I was like chasing that, like, oh, like whatever they're listening to, I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to that. Like, I never really like, took it upon myself to listen to things that I wanted to listen to. And I think that speaks volumes past just music. So I guess moving, it's kind of, kind of, kind of corny, but like my girlfriend like kind of taught me like, like to, to love music for myself. Sorry, could you speak up a little bit? What, what was that? <laughs> my girlfriend kind of taught me to love music for myself. And it's kind of beautiful. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. And like, like, I've always, like, had an ear for it. Like, yeah, I've always, yeah. obviously, like, appreciate like, whatever, but, like, I really, like, truly appreciate it. Like, like, I want to say recently, but at the same time, I'm thinking back to some songs that I really did like. So, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's weird. But, like, it's kind of hazy, but, like, it definitely propelled it forward to, like, nah, I like this music. Fuck you. But... Yeah, so I dropped out of school in first year. How did we not talk about this? Yes. And so Your decision my... to, what was like that time in your life? I'm sorry, I totally just cut you off. I got excited because I'm I'll trying to drop out. I'll soon. talk about it, don't worry. Go, go for it. Um, yeah, I dropped out and I didn't have any friends who dropped out. Yeah. You want to look at it? Yeah. I didn't have any friends who dropped out, so I started chilling with like people I didn't really normally chill with and then I don't know, I got really caught up in like how they lived their life and I thought that was the right way. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of it is like superficial and didn't really hold much meaning, value to friendships. What, what, like, what, like, did I know you at the time? What time was this? Yeah, I did, I did. This was like September, October, two years ago. 
This was two years ago. Okay, so I didn't know you then. This is when I was first. Oh, you're talking about when this you... This is when I first your, got your, uh, into the creative scene. Got you, the, got the, you. The, the Toronto scene. Yeah, yeah. And I saw everyone, I was like... It was honestly, like, I have a lot of love for the Toronto scene and community. Yeah. That we're in right now. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like it's a good home for a lot of people. Yeah, 100%. A lot of people who feel alone get to be in the space where it's like... Damn, there's other people who think like me. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who are very, very, like, fake. Yeah. And I didn't... Cloud chasers. A lot of cloud chasers. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. I thought I was the weird one because I wasn't doing that. Not that I saw them as cloud chasers. Yeah. But I just saw, like, oh, they're they're making new connections. I got to make new connections, too. And then I start talking to people, not because I want to talk to them. Want to talk to them, yeah. Because I want to make that connection to say like oh yeah I made this connection yeah yeah like, what the fuck am I doing I don't genuinely actually fuck with them like why yeah. am I doing this yeah yeah you know it's like that's what I was taking on to take a step back you just really rekindle the friendships I, f- I feel like I lost sight of and I, I was that you actually value that I actually value and the people yeah. that I actually enjoy being around yeah so yeah I don't know what, I don't know what to say my year off is weird it was just a waste of time I learned a lot from it, so I don't regret it. So this is like, so your year off was kind of like you went to Humber, right? First, mm-hmm. you realized the program was shit, so you you're like, all right, I'll, no, I'll just take strike. this year off. There's a strike. Oh, there's a strike. Okay, and then you're like, fuck it, I'll just take the year off. Yeah. So you took the year off. It was what you just described, and then then you went to OCAD. I went to OCAD. And I still wasn't really feeling... Sc- I just never wanted... To, like, bro, the business model for LPHS was based off the fact that I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> I felt like a fraud going to school. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to do this shit. I was yeah. like, no, fuck it. Like, I don't need school or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's so funny. You were a fraud because you're sitting here like, they're going to catch me at any moment. Like, they fucking... <laughs> no, I just felt like I was lying to myself. Like, yeah, I, in yeah. day 10, I set out to say, like, I don't want to go to school. Like, I... I don't think it, like, I'm a smart person. I know I'm smart. I don't need a fucking piece of paper to tell me I'm smart and get a job. Yeah. I can, All the information you'd ever need is online. Yeah, like, I, go but for don't it. get me wrong, like, school definitely. It has like, value. Yeah. It has value. It, yeah. it creates structure. Like, the yeah. main thing I miss from school is the fact that it creates structure for my life. Yeah. It allows me to, you know, wake up in the morning and do something. But I have a job, but I do that now. So, like, I don't know. And then after work, I come home and I do my shit. Like I'll work on little projects, and I'll meal prep, I'll cook, I'll go to the gym. I'll still have that structure of living without school. And then eventually, like, I'll weigh out. I'll have enough things to do, like, uh, creatively, that I, I, and that sustainably, that the job will just be in the way, and I'll just quit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just be doing it 100%. Yeah. Right now, I'm not in a position where I'm. My my view on school is like it, it comes down to like opportunity cost for me, right? Like I I've never been the type to be like yo fuck school because I really I, I enjoy it. Like I I'm a I'm a nerdy guy. I could I could sit down and read a book, write an essay. I, it's not like it's it's fun shit to me. Um, but at the same time, I'm thinking about the value of what I'm learning in school uh, versus what I'm learning outside of school and the time and money that I'm investing into school and how that time and money can be invested differently. And like for me as a filmmaker, I just feel like invest, and as someone who's naturally curious, like I'm always reading, I'm always learning. Um, 
So regardless of whether I'm in school or not, you know, I'm going to be getting the knowledge that I want to get because I'm going to go out of my way to get it. Mm-hmm. So it just really comes down to, like, yeah, does, does it make sense to uh, invest this time here or does it make sense to invest this time into... Uh, other uh, into my own projects, right? Where am I getting more value? Yeah. So when I said fuck school, I didn't mean it like in a, such a simple term. Like I definitely like yeah. to play the same things you're talking about. Yeah. Of, like what value does it bring to me? Like, am I learning the things that I'll actually apply to my life? Yeah. Or what I want to be doing versus like what I'm doing outside of school. Like I threw starting line. Yeah. And then I was like. Okay, I can really set my mind to anything and do it. Yeah. Like, why can't I do anything? Like, I can do anything I, I want to do. Because keep in mind, I've never thrown an event before. It's not difficult to throw an event, but it's scary. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I could do this, I could pretty much do anything. Like, what's school is not going to teach me how to throw, like, do things like I want to do. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of teaches you to do things you don't want to do, and that has a lot of value in itself, you know? But there's a lot of things that I want to do that if there you are have aspects I don't yeah. like about. Yeah. So like in throwing events, I don't like working with money. I don't like working with emailing people. But like I do it because I have to. And that in itself, like I said, like doing things you don't want to do yeah. has value. Yeah. Because it teaches you like discipline. Yeah. So I still feel like I'm getting that in some sort of sense. So like I was like, ah, I don't really, I don't really need it. Yeah, I think if if you have the uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's drive or motivation, because I think that that's something you cultivate. But if you've been able to cultivate that drive and motivation, right? See, that's the thing. I don't think you should rely on motivation or drive. Discipline it comes down to discipline. It comes down to discipline because so, you can wake up motivated. Yeah. You can wake up not motivated. Yeah. But the deciding factor is whether or not you're disciplined discipline enough to do it. what you gotta do. Yeah. To make shit happen. Yeah. But you also also understand what you need to do. Yeah. So it's understanding first and then discipline. Yeah. Yeah, discipline is huge. I think, like, as... Uh, there's this great book, which I bring up, like, every other episode, called The War of Art. The War and of Art? The War of Art. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's all about, like, really what art comes down to a lot of the time, right? As an artist is discipline, uh, which is crazy because like you wouldn't you wouldn't think that you think about like things like like becoming a doctor becoming like no i think being an artist is one of the uh vocations that dictates the most discipline because being really successful in any field there takes discipline um really right but uh i feel like artists lose sight of that because you feel like it's like oh i'm being creative this and that but no creativity comes down to discipline it's do you have the ability to sit down and bring those thoughts out of your mind at will you know, like writers. Um, Shit. They. Like, it's also just doing what you gotta do, cause there's no one telling you, like, there's you're in school. They're telling you, okay, you have to finish the assignment, write yeah. this essay. Yeah. Shit. All right, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. There's no one telling you you have to throw an event and, and yeah, create a whole yeah. collection. And you're not gonna get penalized by anyone. There's yeah, no, like, like you're not gonna I, fail anything. If I choose to stop. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, kind yeah. of on me to actually just do it and want yeah, to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, or like any artist. Yeah. For that matter, like it doesn't. So that's I think that for me that's the hard thing. Like there's no one on my back. Like yo, you gotta do it. Yeah. Like I just gotta have to do it because I know future me wants to be in a position to just do whatever he wants. Like he wants to just wake up if he wants to 
fucking do a collab with, I don't know, like work with, uh, if I want to learn more about music, I want to be able to hit up a musical artist that I like and be like, hey, let's work on something. Let me make clothing for you and like, we'll make a video for it and then we'll produce the soundtrack for that video. And now I get to work with them in, in on music. I get to make a video with them and create like a costume for the entirety of this project. And I get paid. Yeah. So like, that's like my ideal. And I'm already kind of working towards that. I'm trying to work with like different artists in the city. Yeah, yeah. Start off, but like, yeah. It, yeah. And that was that. Thank you, Ethan, for a great, great episode. And I'll see you next week.